And welcome to episode 86 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. Jason Garrett will not be back in Big D. I'm going to tell you who the Cowboys need to hire as their next head coach. And we got Wild Card Weekend in the NFL, all pro snubs, all that much more here on episode 86 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And then head to YouTube and give me all your takes right down below in the comments section. I got one from Dumotigo that says, I'm done with NCAA football. Kids play their hearts out all year just to have the season taken away from them by idiotic officiating. So head over to YouTube, give me all your takes right down below in the comments section. But we got a, Edward Pope also says, even college sports is like the WWE, LOL, stay blessed, shalom. We got a jam-packed show for you guys, lots to get into, so let's get right into it. It's showtime! Are you ready? Let's get it on. Jason Garrett is finally done in Big D. The Dallas Cowboys are moving on from Jason Garrett after nine years of mediocrity and underachieving. Lots of hand clapping. Now the Dallas Cowboy fans have something to clap their hands about because Jason Garrett is done in Dallas. An 85-67 and 67 regular season record. A 2-3 and three record in the postseason. Zero NFC Championship game appearances. And according to ESPN's Ed Werder, a source told Ed Werder that after showing an abundance of care and respect for Garrett, team owner slash general manager Jerry Jones and executive vice president Stephen Jones have decided the coach will not be part of the organization moving forward. So he's done in Dallas. Now the question is, one, why did it take this long? Jason Garrett has not been getting it done in Dallas for almost over a decade. The longest current tenured head coaches. Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, Sean Payton, John Harbaugh, Pete Carroll. What do they all have in common? They all have Super Bowl rings. Jason Garrett never made an NFC Championship appearance. So now if you're Jerry Jones, you hate to say it, but you're taking a major L on Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett, he was supposed to be that guy that brought the Cowboys back to prominence, brought them back to the Super Bowl. He did none of that. He had the highest paid running back in the NFL, the highest paid offensive line in the NFL, Dak Prescott playing on a fifth rounder's salary, and you could only muster up one playoff win out of this nucleus. It was a complete and utter disaster under Jason Garrett. But I do give Jason Garrett a lot of credit for how he's handled this situation with Jerry Jones. It cannot be easy to coach the Dallas Cowboys with Jerry Jones as your owner, and he did it for nine long years. He did it with class. He never broke until the very end, and really, he was almost too nice. He's too nice of a guy to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. They need someone that can come in there and stand up to the players, and that can stand up to Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones. They need someone with a backbone that has the credibility to come in there and shake up this franchise, and I'm going to give you some names in just a second that I think would be a perfect fit to be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. But Jason Garrett, his whole career can be summed up 
as the clapper, man. He was clapping after touchdowns, after interceptions, whatever it was, he was on the sidelines getting his clap on, and now the Cowboys fans, they finally have something to clap about. Here's a live look at Cowboys fans everywhere the moment they found out that Jason Garrett will not be returning as the Cowboys head coach. Everybody clap your hands. Everybody clap your hands. Everybody clap your hands. Everybody clap your hands. 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 Clap, 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 clap your hands. Come on, y'all. Now, my question is, why were there three meetings? Why did it take three meetings to determine his fate? Look, it should have been meeting one, you, meeting two, R, meeting three, fired. And I think the most important person in this hiring process has to be not Jerry Jones, but Stephen Jones. You remember, uh, there was an episode of Raw where Shane McMahon goes up against Vince McMahon, throws hands against his own pops. Just give your dad a hug. Because, look, if the problem with the Cowboys is the roster, it really can't be fixed. They have five players signed to contracts that will pay at least $10 million in each of the next two seasons and will likely soon sign Prescott to the biggest deal of anyone on the team. So Stephen Jones needs to look his dad in the eye and say, hey, the Jerry Jones show in Dallas, this has to end. We cannot have you being a distraction, making headlines, because bottom line, it doesn't help the team win football games. It only provides more distractions. It only adds more pressure than it already is to be a Dallas Cowboy. And Jerry Jones needs to sit in a room with the next head coach and look him in the eye and say, hey, all I'm going to do here is provide you with all the resources you need to build a Super Bowl champion. Other than that, I'm out. I'm not doing the post-game press conferences. I'm not calling radio stations and starting headlines, creating drama. That has to end because, hey, the only other solution for the Dallas Cowboys is to fire their GM, and we know they're not going to do that because that's Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones. That's the brain trust of the Dallas Cowboys. So Jerry Jones needs to understand that the Jason Garrett situation, that was on him. That L is on his resume. And to me, the next head coach, it comes down to whether or not Jerry Jones will take a step back. Here's Ed Werder and talking about Jerry Jones and the next head coach. How negotiable is Jerry Jones on his involvement as owner? And I think you could make the argument that this hire needs to be initiated uh, with Executive Vice President Stephen Jones, his son being the lead person because he's the one who's most likely to run the family franchise and control the daily operation, you know, long term. And he's been, you know, very influential in a lot of big decisions, releasing Terrell Owens, refusing to allow Jerry to draft Johnny Manziel over uh, Zach Martin. I know that in the time I've covered the Cowboys, that Jerry has often claimed the Cowboys can have the best there is in coaching, and yet it seems that's only been true twice, Jimmy Johnson and Bill Parcells. And one of the reasons for that is the role that he's had as the owner and the general manager. And the other is that he has seldom believed that it's necessary to pay big money to head coaches. Again. Now, as far as the next head coach of the Cowboys, Urban Meyer, he's at the top of the list right now, followed by Lincoln Riley, Dan Mullen, 
Greg Roman, the Baylor head coach Matt Rule, Mike Zimmer, Chris Peterson, Eric Bieniemy, and then Chris Richard. So there's a lot of big names out there. Also, you add Josh McDaniels into the mix, but I think it's all Urban Meyer. I've been saying his name as the Cowboys head coach for months now, and the reason why I believe in it, Urban Meyer is afraid to fail. Urban Meyer is a workaholic. He does whatever it takes to get the job done, and they don't need a coordinator. They don't need someone to come in as Dak Prescott's Sean McVay or, or Matt LaFleur, someone like that. They need someone to come in and light a fire under that locker room, and Urban Meyer, all he does is get his players to run through walls for him, and I think he'd be the perfect head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not a huge believer in Lincoln Riley. Look, Lincoln Riley, he's gotten blown out in almost every college football playoff game he's been in. I don't think he's earned it to this point. Dan Mullen, to me, that'd be a mediocre head coach. I think Urban Meyer is the splash hire, and it would also show me that Jerry Jones knows if he brings in Urban Meyer, it's going to be about Urban Meyer. The press is going to run to Urban Meyer after the game and not Jerry Jones, and for Jerry Jones to agree to that, for him to acquiesce to that hiring, I think would say a lot about Jerry Jones. I'm telling you, Jerry Jones, if he gets the Urban Cowboy, Urban Meyer, I'm telling you, the Dallas Cowboys will win a Super Bowl in the next five years. And we've got some NBA rumors to get into. Finally, we've got some big trades potentially in the NBA. Look, this season has had everything. You got Giannis leading the Bucks, LeBron leading the Lakers, Kawhi and the Clippers. You got young stars becoming superstars in Luka Doncic. One thing we haven't had, though, is blockbuster trades. But according to Adrian Wojnarowski, Detroit and Atlanta have been engaged in talks on a trade centered on Andre Drummond, league sources tell ESPN. No deal imminent, but Detroit is talking to Hawks and several other teams on Drummond, sources said. So it looks like Detroit, Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin, it looks like they're trying to blow that up. And if that's the case, look, Blake Griffin could be a big piece that could be moved, but it looks like Andre Drummond is going to be the first piece. So other than the Atlanta Hawks, other teams that are reportedly interested in in Andre Drummond, Vince Goodwill of Yahoo Sports is reporting that the Boston Celtics, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Toronto Raptors are all interested in trading for Andre Drummond. If you look at his contract, he's got a $28 million player option for the 2020-21 season. He's unlikely to exercise that, so he's probably going to hit that free agency market. And if you're the Atlanta Hawks, I like this move. If you're the Atlanta Hawks, you bring him in. He's averaging 17.6 points per game, 15 2.8 rebounds, 2.7 assists, and he's got a PER of 22.3. That's 19th in the NBA. Now, the Hawks, they've struggled all season long. They're not the worst team in their division. They're the worst team in the NBA. They've got a record of 7-27 on the year. Yes, Trey Young, he's putting up numbers. He's going to make an all-star team, but he needs help down there, especially on the low block. And if you bring in Andre Drummond, just turned 26 back in August, if you bring him in, it's just because he's going to re-sign. Because other than that, you would just want to tank and try to get a higher draft pick because, hey, he's going to come in, you're going to win some more ball games. 
But I like this move because, one, Trey Young and Andre Drummond, they're good friends. Andre Drummond and Trey Young are cool, so give him a running mate. And also, Andre Drummond, to me, I find him as an intriguing pairing with Trey Young because, look, he's never played with a passer as good as Trey Young or a team that runs as much pick and roll as the Atlanta Hogs. And Andre Drummond, he scored 1.2 points per pick and roll to the rim in his career. So, hey, he's putting up over 17 points per game in a system that's really not conducive to his skill set as far as scoring goes, and I like him on that team. I also like him on the Boston Celtics. If you're the Boston Celtics, you lost Aaron Baines last year. You signed Al Horford in the offseason. You haven't really gotten that production from Al Horford that you saw in the prime of his career, and yes, it could pay dividends come playoff time, but I think you bring him in there, Andre Drummond, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, and Gordon Hayward as a core, I would put them right ahead of the Philadelphia Sixers, right below the Milwaukee Bucks. So hey, I like that move if I'm the Boston Celtics. Don't love the move if I'm Toronto. I think Toronto, they need to really, yes, they're winning games, but I really like them as a team that's still in the rebuilding mode of their career. But hey, if you're Andre Drummond, you better like that move to the Atlanta Hawks. Look, Atlanta, it's a great city, a great young star in Trey Young. So I think that's a great move because things have gotten very stale in Detroit. But here's a live look of Andre Drummond getting the news that he's getting traded to the last place team in the NBA. Man, quit playing with me, man. No, for real, don't play like that. Are you, are you serious? How you know? Put that on everything. Damn. I'm going to call you back. But you never know. Maybe Andre Drummond wants to go to Atlanta. Maybe he wants to join Trey Young. Look, as a duo, Trey Young and Andre Drummond, that makes a lot of sense. That pick and roll combination, that would cause fits on opposing defenses. But look, if I'm Andre Drummond, I'm also saying, hey, this Atlanta franchise has not been a free agency destination. They've lost free agents like they did with Paul Millsap. Is that really the franchise you want to commit to long term or do you want to try to win, not just in your career, but this year with the Boston Celtics? So if I'm Andre Drummond, I'm trying to go to the Boston Celtics because they've got a young star in Jason Tatum and another up-and-coming young star in Jalen Brown. Atlanta Hawks, they really missed with Cam Reddish. And then also Trey Young, it's really a one-man show. So I'd rather see him in Boston if I'm Andre Drummond. They've got plenty of draft picks. If I'm the Detroit Pistons, you got to unload. What does this mean for Blake Griffin? So we're going to see some big trades in the next coming weeks. So get hyped for NBA trade season. It is upon us. The first big chip to fall could be Andre Drummond. I think right now he's going to go to the Atlanta Hawks, but I think Boston, they should be aggressive in their pursuit of Andre Drummond. Now, I know you tune in to get more sports for the hot takes. Well, here's the coldest take ever. David Stern was the greatest commissioner in professional sports history, and he sadly passed away at the age of 77. And today it was reported that NBA referees and players will be wearing black bands for the remainder of the season to honor David Stern. And you had players, coaches everywhere responding to David Stern's passing. Here's LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo talking about David Stern. We lost a 
uh, a great visionary. Uh, I think him and Dr. James Naismith is two of the most important people for the game of basketball. Um, obviously, Dr. Naismith, because he created the, the game. And then uh, David, his vision, his vision to make this game global. Um, don't know how many people believed in that with him or thought it was um, something that couldn't be done, but he made this game global. Two guys like me, Luca, Tony Kukoc, you can go on and on, Pagasol, all these international players, they give us a chance. You know, um, and you know, the game won't miss it. You, know, you cannot talk about the NBA without talking about them. And more reaction yesterday. The legend Bill Russell. I cannot put into words what the friendship of David Stern has meant to me, but many others. He changed so many lives. David was a great innovator and made the game we love what it is today. This is a horrible loss. Our hearts are with Diane and their family. RIP, my friend. The Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas. The NBA owes David Stern a debt of gratitude. His courage, innovation, intelligence, tenacity, and his ability to manage our league that has become a global success. He charted a path for modern-day basketball. We all benefited from his vision and strong beliefs. Hashtag David Stern. Kobe Bryant. The game changed in so many ways under David Stern's leadership and vision. He demanded the best of everyone because he gave it himself. Hashtag respect. Thank you, Commissioner RIP. Magic Johnson. For 30 years as NBA commissioner, David grew the NBA to become one of the most popular leagues in the world with his revolutionary ideas. He took the NBA Finals from tape delay to live games and then began every Sunday on CBS highlighting Larry Bird's Celtics and my Showtime Lakers. Steph Curry. We'll never forget the words you spoke this day. With the number seven pick, changed my life forever. Thank you and your family for your leadership and commitment to growing the game of basketball and the NBA around the world. Forever grateful, RIP Commissioner Stern. Scotty Pippen. Very sad day for basketball. We saw David Stern a lot in the 90s, and I found him to be kind, thoughtful, and almost always the smartest person in the room. He was an innovator who helped grow the sport into a global game, and his impact will never be forgotten. RIP Commissioner. And then, of course, Michael Jordan had this to say. Without David Stern, the NBA would not be what it is today. He guided the league through turbulent times and grew the league into an international phenomenon, creating opportunities that few could have imagined before. So you saw that level of respect and appreciation for David Stern, the commissioner that changed the NBA forever. LeBron James said himself, the only person more important to the game of basketball was the creator of basketball, Dr. Naismith, and David Stern really created the modern NBA. When he took over, the league had playoff games on tape delay. A couple years ago, Adam Silver negotiated a deal worth $24 billion, a nine-year, $24 billion TV deal. Annually, the NBA generates over $8 billion. Each franchise is estimated to be the average worth of $2 billion. This league changed. It was all thanks to David Stern. He took guys like Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. Yes, those were already existing talents, but he knew how to market them. He knew what he had to do to get this league on a global stage. And just look what he did in 1992 with the Dream Team. That was all David Stern's vision. And if you look at it, this season 
We have 108 international players in the NBA. Back in 1994, there was just 24. Last year, the league MVP was Giannis Antetokounmpo. He was born in Nigeria, then moved to Greece. This league is the most international league there is, and it was all David Stern. Now, it is not hyperbole to suggest that without David Stern, the NBA, it might not even exist. The NBA may have folded. Without David Stern, the NBA probably would have been the fourth most popular league in America. Now it's the second most popular league in the world behind international soccer. So David Stern, his impact on the game, it is as big as anyone and David Stern, hats off. I think that the Larry O'Brien trophy, Larry O'Brien, he was a commissioner of the NBA. He was an innovator in his own right, but I think they need to change that trophy's name to the David Stern trophy. The Larry OB needs to be the David Stern trophy because, hey, that's the ultimate prize, and he was the ultimate commissioner. But before we wrap, I want to hit you with my pick for the NFL wildcard weekend. I'm taking the Bills over the Texans on the road. I'm taking the Patriots. Patriots will lose, but not just yet. I think they beat the Titans at home. Then I'm taking the Saints, the New Orleans Saints over the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, is not going into the Superdome and getting a win over Drew Brees and the Saints. And then I'm taking the Eagles at home against the Seahawks. The Seahawks end of the season on a losing streak. I think the Eagles, Doug Peterson and company will get it done. I think Carson Wentz has a lot to prove. I think he's going to do it this weekend. But that's going to do it for episode 86 of the Get More Sports podcast. Have a great rest of your weekend. Watch all the sports. See you guys Monday, and I'm out.